Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. And I'll be enjoying this like uh, the rest of you, like a uh, casual listener, because uh, I didn't play shit, and these people have mile long uh, of of different games that they played. So I'm going to sit back, relax, and uh, come in with occasional racism. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I realized I accidentally put just... I guess Discord changed the way that they do their layout. When someone's sharing the screen, you have multiple cameras. So I had to spend a while reconfiguring everything here for the stream. And I realized I accidentally put Christian up instead of Nick. Or something happened to where you guys switched places. Wow. There we go. So I'm fixing that right now. I'm just going to be a little distracted here. Bye, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pretty exciting week, I'd say. We had the Steam, Steam Fest. Next Fest, I guess they're calling it. Mm-hmm. A lot of demos out there. We had Elden Ring, Warhammer, a lot of stuff happening. A lot of stuff to talk about, so let's just get right into it. Uh, let's start with On the Radar, some games that have come to our attention. Uh, the one I'm going to start with is called Mage Quit. And this game mm-hmm. came out a while ago, and I saw it on the Steam page, and the name kind of stood out to me. I was like, oh, that's kind of a clever name. And it's a bl- one of those brawler games, which there was a really popular one a couple of years ago, maybe five years ago, that everybody was playing. It was uh, 20 bucks. It was early access. I cannot remember the name yeah, of it. Two-player teams, right? Maybe three-player teams. Mm, 2v2. I don't think so. Or, I think there was a 2v2 mode, but I think there was like... That's the uh, way I remembered it. But anyway. Yeah, but everybody was playing it. And it was a really popular uh, genre. It was like a Battle Royale MOBA, Hmm. but really, it was just brawler. There was no like lanes or creeps or anything like that. And that's kind of what Mage Quit is. So you've got a bunch of wizards, 12 wizards in a duel. They fight each other. When you kill one, your beard gets longer. And then you just (laughs) fight down to the last man. So it's an interesting idea. But I looked at this game. It came out in 2019. And, you know, a game like this requires a lot of people to be playing. You know, you got to queue up and have people to play against. So I scrolled down to see how many people were playing this game and not nearly enough. 43 people playing right now. When did it come out? 2019. Oh. Yeah. So. Do they braid the beard when it gets to a certain length? Because that would be pretty great. Just a little tail. That's, I don't know. <laughs> that's the detail they were missing. That's why they're at 43. That's, that's right. right. No braids? Still pretty epic though. You know what I mean? When you beat somebody, your beard grows in length. That's, that's mm-hmm. pretty sick. I like it. I like that too. Yeah, I thought it was a cool idea, but you know, tragically, it looks like um, nobody's playing this game. Bobby, it's like you introduced us to uh, or you told us about a cool friend you had and then told us that he was dead. Or imaginary. Like, yeah, yeah, this, I'm hanging out with this yeah, he dude. Died last he's week. awesome. He knows about everything. Yeah, where where, where where can we need him? He's uh he's he's six feet under. All right. Yes, this game is probably six what a feet bummer, under. Bobby. Now, if anyone can remember what that game was called, because I was like searching for it for a while and could not find it. So, if you know what that game is that we're referring to, please let us know. It was a hero uh, arena game. Yeah, the different heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like yeah. top down. Top down. And you had abilities. They're like power ups around. I remember two man team, 2v2, I thought it was. but Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. It's because uh, it, we, we talked about it. It hit during a time that there was no like no action that, that month, you know? 
And it was like the best game that month. So just everybody. Well, playing. I mean, I was deep into hots at this time. I was playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm. And I remember it was the game that all of those guys would play in between mm-hmm. uh, rounds when they're waiting in queues because the queues would be very long. And you always had to have a game that you'd pull up and play in between. And that was the game all the streamers were playing. Yeah. Um, no, it is not Minion Masters. I don't know. I did my best. The game you mentioned had an update on February 24th. It's so sad not to see people playing after, like, developers continue to put time into a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Days, what do you got? Uh, for On the Radar, I've got Knights and Bikes. Uh, one of my friends that I play Ark with is the one that brought it to my attention. It seems to be kind of like um, kind of the same co-op play of it takes two, but you're like riding around on bikes and figuring stuff out with your friend. And it's supposed to be like a coming of age story and solving puzzles and kind of working together. And like, it, it seems cute and fun. Dude, and the like art is great. Person. And the art is really cool. Yeah. I think Looks the like art's fun. And finger painting or painting or something. I don't know. It's very crafty looking, yeah. which I like a lot. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a really, really good story as cool. well. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But uh, what was the name? Well, Knights and Bikes. Knights and Bikes. Uh, the yeah. subtext of almost every game should be slaps and beans now. Knights and Bikes <laughs> with slaps and beans, right? And you're slapping a bag of milk outside of a bag of milk, hopefully. <laughs> or maybe inside, I don't know. <laughs> All right. How much is this game? 20 bucks? 19.99, yeah. It's worth it for just the art. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a fun one to sit with a, a friend and go through, you know? Kind of reminds me of those trick-or-treat games by Double Fine. Can't remember what they're called. Got my mind is shot. Long today. It is. Uh, costume Quest. Yeah, Costume Quest. Yeah, cool. one and two. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess I'll talk about Core Keeper. Um, it's a, it's a uh, mining game from one to eight players, uh, co-op. And uh, I was like, oh, is this kind of like a Deep Rock Galactic from a different perspective? But I think it's a little more on the Stardew Valley side of things. Um, but there are bosses, there are mobs, uh, but it's a lot of exploring and then find using what you, exp- what you found to, uh, build up bases, I think, um, and get all that powered up. So it's like crafting survival, uh, but you're all working together and you have a goal, which is nice. Cause that's a lot of times, you know. When you say, what's Stardew Valley really about? You're like, well, it's about a lot of things. It doesn't have a focal point. And this, this is just like, keep going down, you know? So, anyway, look good to me. Um, that's about it. Hmm. It's not out yet. Oh, okay. Coming out yeah, it does kind March. of like a multiplayer Stardew Valley. Yeah, it's Core Keeper. That's cool. All right, Nick, what you got? I got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It got announced today. Uh, it was really um, like un like how do I say this like unexpected by everyone and their mom because Pokemon games don't come out like Call of Duties they don't come out every year uh, this one was just announced out of the blue and uh, we had Pokemon Arceus and then we had Sword and Shield a year and a half ago or like. Uh, a year ago and this one seems to be set in like a Spanish or Italian region we have three new starter Pokemon and a bunch of 
you know, we have a new region and a bunch of other new Pokemon, and people are excited. So that's yeah. cool. Not nothing. No more information on it. Just a trailer. So interesting. Oh, it's coming out this year. Does trailer show any gameplay? No. No. It's like um, a it shows. It, like. it shows the engine, but no like battle gameplay. So Nick, um, only one company ever always has the rights to Pokemon. That's it. That's just how it is, huh? Yeah, it's the Pokemon company owns the rights to it, and they always give it to Game Freak. They're the only ones that make the games. Man, I mean, all right. I I guess they're, like, a little bit better than average, right? The games, usually. I think we looked them up the other day. Yeah, but it's like, for example, people like the battle system of Arceus, and the already people are already poo-pooing on this game, even though they don't know what the battle system is like already. Oh, I did have one other um, thing. Oh, sorry. I don't know if you were done. Uh, Street Fighter Six also got announced. Well, the teaser trailer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Teaser trailer yeah, they came had a out. Trailer. I mean, it's two seconds is off. It's not very good either. And people were making fun of the logo that you could buy that logo on uh, on um, like Photoshop or something like or one of those wherever you can get canned images. Yeah, that it's on there it's that is on there already for like 50 bucks they just turned the s to like a d to an f yeah (laughs) it's just a placeholder let's hope but anyway i love the one where it's like they're talking about ryu and it's like get you a man that looks like he swallowed a bus yeah dude he's like (laughs) seven feet wide now i don't know dude my my whole thing with street fighter it's i'm really uh five they're just cartoonishly muscular you know I think the Alpha series had the best art. Anyway. Hmm. All right. Uh, This Means Warp is coming out very soon. And I don't know if it had a demo before, but it has a demo now. I I don't know if that's part of the Steam Next Fest, and that's the reason it has a demo. But that's probably something I'm going to be checking out this week. So I just wanted to put this on the radar just to put it out there for anyone else interested in this game. Probably going to be checking out the demo. Would love to uh, play some multiplayer. This We talked about This Means Warp before. It's a multiplayer FTL, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what sounds even better than that? Yeah. Uh, I, the only way they can fail here is if they fuck up the mechanics. Um, it's, all, it's all there for you. Just don't fuck it up, basically. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I wonder if the demo is multiplayer. Usually that's not the case, though. I would think so. You know, there's another uh, demo I played that I'll talk about later that is uh, they only had the multiplayer part of it open. Oh, interesting. The demo. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. So uh, something that has nothing to do with space but seems to be just as kind of co-op-y multiplayer as that is uh, on the radar. I've got Perfect Heist 2. To me, I think this is also Oh, fantastic. I had this up there like three weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, go, go shoot. ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, this is this seems like such a fun and funny classic, like, game night kind of game. Yep. I believe it's around seven to ten people. I might be mixing that up with deduction, which is also very similar in the sense that it's like some people are obviously just like with Among Us. Some people are sus and some are not. The thing with Perfect Heist 2 that I think is cool, though, is that it's really kind of hard to tell who is there to heist, especially especially in the beginning because you look like just a normal dude. And so um I don't know it's it seems 
really hilarious and awesome. I love the idea that you can kind of work with each other. And uh, I didn't know you can ride a horse <laughs> to escape. <laughs> that's great. Um, and that's cool, too, that you can create your own levels and stuff to kind of have that. And it seems like it's going to be really fun with a group of friends, especially if you can get a, a good group to commit to making a level and then playing it with each other. Yeah, I thought it was awesome when I was reading about how, like, um, if you put off right, the even the players won't know that you stole the stuff like uh you can actually sneak past them i mean at least that's the way that it would it's put on there but then you know once things go loud i guess it turned into a pvp but i don't know um yeah i think that's fun though yeah yeah, it's like half stealth in the beginning and then it turns into like your shoot them out like you know uh first person shooter and stuff that would be awesome what was the game that that we played bobby uh hidden and played in sight that's what it's called right Mm, the party game yeah that party game mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it had some components like this there was like oh the one where you're you're an assassin and you look like everybody else and it, it's up to yeah. the sniper to kill the person yeah yeah it's fun as shit these uh but then again you're also extremely fucking good at these days yeah yeah, yeah i love these dude yeah these kind of games are great like i said the kind of among us and honestly we can move right into the next one because deduction is just like this and just like kind of deducing of who's the sus one it's very similar with that as well uh deduction and like i said similar to the heist um with deduction though you're kind of working with each other hmm. and uh like to complete task and it's it's a lot like among us and the code and stuff you're kind of figuring out these puzzles and stuff and, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> and firing people by throwing them out the window <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> i looks... think it looks hilarious me and sniper were supposed to play as i think yesterday but dude oh my god i went down such a vr hole because yeah i bought vr uh, the oculus quest 2 and just uh, if if I could just hook my body up like in the Matrix and just play VR for like the next two years, I'd be a pretty happy person. But deduction is free, Ooh. unlike the VR set. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what's nice, and especially in comparison to the heist too, is that at least deduction is completely free. So we should mm-hmm. definitely at least all try that one. This one reminds me of uh, that meme where you know they're at the office and they're talking, and then the guy gets thrown out the window at the end every every time. It looks exactly like that. Like they're all just standing around. All right. Uh, but it does look a lot like a heist. What is it? Heist? Something heist? Perfect heist. Perfect, Perfect heist. Perfect heist, too. Yeah. Yep. yep. Not to be mistaken with inside a bag of milk. That's right. Or outside the bag of milk. We now, it does know. look like there's over 200 people playing Deduction. However, only nine mm. people playing Perfect Heist 2. Oof. So. Mm. Well, one costs mm. money. And the, the other one free. is free. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh. And you can launch people out of windows in this one, dude. I don't think you can do that out of a bank window. Perfect heist, too. You know, I would say it's a bonus. (laughs) I'd say those two (laughs) hundred people are all Russian, but I think they're a little busy right now. Uh, Chris, (laughs) (laughs) Chris, you got something? Uh, you know, so last week, the Kirby commercial, (laughs) we couldn't we couldn't find it. I, I think. You know, I listened to the whole thing. I think it's worth everyone listening to it, so I'm just going to play it here. The whole commercial. This is the it's the Nintendo so. commercial for the first Kirby game from wow. the early 90s. Yeah. Answering the question, who and what is Kirby? So, yeah, let's... Uh... Find the flabby facade of physical powerhouse. A street fighter. A weapons expert. 
He's whatever the situation demands. In Kirby's adventure, evil King Dede stolen Dreamland's dreams. Now Kirby's fighting to get him back. Level by nightmarish level. That's Kirby. He's cute. You cross him, then he's one tough cream puff. And there's the line at the end. One, one tough, cream. tough cream puff. <laughs> I never thought of so Kirby great, this way. Too. Yeah. I'm very confused that it was ever marketed. He's like holding uh, like a gun. Like Kirby doesn't shoot guns ever. <laughs> no. He That's does America for duel you, with a sword, That's... though. That part is accurate. True. This commercial, yeah. you really have to see it to get the full effect. If you look up Kirby's Adventure NES commercial, then you'll oh, find it. But listen, you won't guys. regret it. It's very funny. <laughs> listen, every fucking a boardroom meeting uh, in the 80s was fueled by cocaine. So they, they were like, what are we? There's a pink round guy. What are, how are we going to sell this to Americans? Toughen them up. One tough cream yeah. puff. <laughs> <laughs> he wields swords and sucks his enemies. <laughs> <laughs> but not that way. Not like that, because he's a tough cream puff. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not that kind of cream puff. Because <laughs> wow. it's the 80s. I mean, video game <laughs> like marketing campaigns were always super weird. Like, yeah. you, you get about 10 years out from any any. Uh, video game marketing campaign and it just looks really really strange i think what they were hiring you know they were hiring ad agencies from that are used to doing movies products stuff like that none of those people in those boardrooms ever played a video game before uh and so they get you know they hire these fucking these uh madmen or whatever and then they're like i don't know what to do with this and they just fucking put out some weird shit um, I mean, I, I feel like it explosion. worked back in the day, but it's just weird when you look at it now, you know, True. like uh, Super Nintendo had their motto was play it loud. They'd say that was that Super Nintendo or was that PlayStation? I think it was Super Nintendo. And then the Sega commercials would always yell with someone yelling like Sega at the end. You yeah. remember those ones? Sega. Sega. Yeah. I remember like the extreme. Everything was really blowing up around then. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was the 90s. Everything yeah. was extreme. Everything was extreme. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> we blew Because everybody blew out their eardrums in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there was those uh, Crash Bandicoot commercials. Remember where the guy would dress up in the Crash Bandicoot outfit? Yeah, and he's like in the one. megaphone and like yelling. Those were good. Yeah. I love those. Oh, yeah. He came back for the new Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, I think they brought that back. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Yeah, this stuff was so weird. <laughs> all right anyway yeah. what's um, heroes hour heroes hour is one of the demos that i was going to play this week but didn't get around to it because i played so many demos uh but this is one of the games that i will probably be checking out this week it's it's kind of weird so the the steam fest i i started looking into that and i started going through the games and there were so many of them where i was interested in checking them out. I started like downloading like, Oh, that looks good. That looks good. And I had to, at a certain point, just stop doing that because I had too many games <laughs> to go through, but it was just weird that there was just so many things that looked interesting. This sounds is, like the greatest problem anybody's ever had. <laughs> yeah, I guess you. until you play the game, then I, maybe they're not so great. I mean, I'll tell you about a few that I played this week, but, uh, this one is like an RPG co-op auto battler. And, what I ended up doing when I was going through these Steam Fest games was I just said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go look at the strategy section. You know, I don't care about the RPG or the um, first person shooter. Let's just narrow it down a bit because there's too many. Um, 
And I saw a lot of them under the strategy section listed as an auto battler. And I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I got a feeling that means you just kind of set up the your characters or configure them in a certain way, and then they do the fighting themselves. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see what this uh, what this game turns out to be. But I I played this and uh, Curd the Ape told me this is like eight bit Total War, and that's like exactly what it was. Just a really simplified version of a Total War game really? for the okay. uh, and really fun. I was like, okay, I need to stop playing this because I don't know. Do you guys feel guilty? You're like having so much fun playing this free demo for like hours and you're like, wait, <laughs> no, I'm either going to ruin this game that. for myself. <laughs> no guilt. No. How guilt. much is you this should. game? Uh, I don't think it has a price yet oh, because it's not out. It's coming out by the time this episode airs, it'll be out March 1st. So yeah, we'll see how much it is then. But uh... I'd be fine paying like 20 bucks for this game. There's so much depth. I mean, it looks so simple, but. Yeah, the graphics um, are, you know, it's pixelated graphics, old school graphics, but it looks like there's a lot going on with this. And it looks very large scale, these battles. So I don't know. I was very interested in this one. Hmm. Well, I, speaking. I, oh. I thought it was a, a fucking a take on Loop Hero when I first saw it. Because similar graphics, you know, that like mm-hmm. really minimal. Well, even the logo, yeah, the font and the text that they use, it, it, looks, uh, it looks like Loop Hero does look similar to that. It's pretty but, cool, though. Sorry, I stepped on your uh, segue, days. It's all good. I was going to say, you know, just like the massive uh, thing that inspired people to compare to this, uh, Total Warhammer. Yeah, I totally fucked up that segue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I tried, I tried. <laughs> Our game of the week, uh, the, well, this week and the previous week was Total War Warhammer 3. And on Thursdays, we have like an event through our Discord, which you can find our Discord on dlgaming.net. Uh and or I think in the show notes, too, we always have the link. But you, if you join our discord, they've got the event. We'll make a nice little fun voice channel just for the event on Thursdays uh, to keep playing uh, Total War Warhammer 3. Come with a good Internet connection, though. <laughs> so, yeah, so what's um, the story? So, yeah, to to elaborate this, for, like to elaborate on this a little bit further, um, Total War Warhammer is a game that nerfs everyone else's computers mm. based off of the lowest specs on um of the person that is playing with everyone else. This so, is why communism doesn't work, guys. <laughs> so the way it works is that if everyone has great computer and one person has a terrible computer, everyone else everyone else's game slows down to compensate for that. And um it kind of sucks uh, <laughs> not, to be, not to be that guy because when we first started playing, we all got excited. We all got into our first battle. We did the first charge <laughs> and then like all the animations started happening and slideshow <laughs> slideshow. Yeah. And we yeah. were like, what the fuck? And then like after that, every turn took extra long. Also that and, battle like, neck, I think it's worth mentioning was like, Five units or something. Yeah. It was the tiniest battle. Yeah. Uh, Is this a problem with the somebody's internet connection or somebody's no, graphics the hardware? Card? It's the hardware. Okay. So, Nick, so are you able to once, identify which person that is? Oh, I mean, it was based by quick. asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty cool. Well, yeah, you have to ask, though. You wouldn't yeah. know, right? 
Yeah, uh, but you, you know everybody you're playing you can with. Use deduction. Who's not being invited to next Thursday? Is what I'm asking. We can't say it out loud, but they oh. know who they are. <laughs> They're do not they, coming. Do they, dude? They should have showed up in the first place if they knew who they were. Well, we did, I don't think I, we all... I mean, we all didn't know that. We found it out together. Like, we all... Yeah. A lot of us jumped in and did this for the first time together. And um, I know that a lot of people played the prologue and started playing it. I would definitely recommend the prologue. It is really good. Um, but... Yeah, we kind of learned. It was a it was a learning curve for sure. <laughs> was the first thing I will say when it did work uh, eventually, but when it did work, uh, it was I thought it was a lot of fun. That was cool, yeah. but yeah, there were definitely some troubleshooting issues, and the hardware is definitely something to be weary of. So if your computer sucks, don't join. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, are they going to patch that out eventually? Like, is that God, something they're going to fix? It's a thing that's built into the game. And it's been like that for the past four games, even in Three Kingdoms. It's like if someone if someone's getting like 20 FPS and you're getting 100 and something, they don't want you to have an advantage because your game is running smoother than theirs. So they slow you down as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, couldn't and that person just reduce their resolution and graphic settings? Oh, they but tried. did they? We tried that. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> it's like I'm on. I'm on extra poopy low. We're like ah, okay. Still feeling it over here though. And at no, <laughs> at no point did this person be like, "Well, you guys have fun. I gotta go." Um. So that no, you guys can have it, more fun. I think it is worse. Like it's partly probably their computer, but also the amount of people. I just don't think it's well optimized because after Nick left, it was me, Day's unnamed person, and Tag, and uh, the game ran fine. It was all smooth. Oh. Know? Um, he still, this person's computer loaded everything the slowest, but it was considerably sped up. Um, oh, so gotcha. Part, oh, maybe it's hardware. magnified per person that needs to be slowed down to or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's like a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just Nick, small groups. so, uh, let's get into, uh, not totally, but because we're still, I'm still going to play this next week. Hopefully my mom's video right now. So I've played zero video games this week. Um, which is Nick's grandmother, by the way. Hot take. Um, uh, is it everything you wanted it to be, the single player? Is it the bee's knees? Um, are you totally happy? Um, yes and, you know, 90% yes, 10% no. Uh, 90% yes in the sense of, like, every faction feels like a completely different game. Um, it's super fun. Um, the game, like, the actual difficulty... Like sliders and difficulties actually feel different. The game, like I said, the main thing is: is it fucking fun? Right? Does it, do I keep wanting to play the game? Yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Um, the shitty thing is, I shouldn't say shitty. Unfortunately, the game mode that everybody wants to play doesn't come out for another three to nine months. Whoa! Which, which is all the games combined. Oh right, right, right. But I <laughs> mean. So, how long does the single player campaign take in this game? It took me twenty two hours. Oh, you? What do you mean? It took you finished it? Of yep. course he did. But that's one <laughs> faction with one faction, right? Mm-hmm. So look, by the time a normal player finishes it, right, uh, it might be three months or whatever. Yeah, especially with multiple factions. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. It's not a shitty thing. God damn, it's hard to impress people these days. <laughs> No, no, like I said, I'm thoroughly impressed. Like when I when I make the video and I give it a review, it it's going to be an outstanding review. It's just like, you know, did you the, go with the the demon people? Yep, 
Mm, Chaos Undivided. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, did you like uh, the you know customizing your own dude and all that stuff? Hundred yeah. percent. Um, one thing I will say is that the game, <laughs> the game says that you should play them first, and it's definitely not a team that you should play them first because uh, literally eighty percent of the war. I mean, eighty percent of the world is automatically at war, war with you. Well, yeah, you're fucking demons, dude. Yeah, and then the other thing is you spawn on a peninsula, and everybody's attacking you from every side. And you're and so you're probably playing on super hard, no? No, I was playing on. I so I played the first campaign on normal, just to just to have a gauge of what it's going to be like. I'm playing on normal and very very hard because right now I'm playing my second playthrough on very hard. Did you have a hard time on normal? No, uh, I mean the final battle, yeah. Oh. Uh. Yeah, it took me four tries to do, to beat the final battle. Well, I played a tutorial and I liked it. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. I like the tutorial too. I'm a casual observer today, folks. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take me a quite a long time, probably about another month, to actually come up with the video, like get all the footage and write like a comprehensible like script and like get that going. I want to play at least. Two of the, like beat the game with two other factions and everything. Unfortunately, we didn't get an early copy like some other people did, where they got it six weeks before the the game was released. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a while. Oh, Nick, they actually sent me a copy. I just didn't do anything with it. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> hey, Chris, uh, did you play single player? And what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I played single player. Uh, it's really, really cool. I I skipped Warhammer 2. I've only beaten Warhammer 1. So uh, I like everything. The customization was awesome. But the one weird thing is um, there's so many baddies. And there's not enough goodies, you know? Like, so I go, uh, like there's not enough normal people. You have, like, demons. You have, like, the chaos gods. You have, like, goblins. That's the Warhammer universe, though. There's no real good guys in the whole universe. There's, yeah, okay, well. In the other one I played, there was elves, and there was, like, people in the desert, and there was orcs, and, uh, I don't know. Just maybe a lot I'm of evil. Thinking, maybe in I'm this universe, there is a lot of good guys. Oh. It's just in this game, like, six of the eight factions are, well, five of the eight factions are inherently very, 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 very bad. Uh. Um, and so it kind of sucks it's like what it's like what do you do like if you want to play a good guy you either play as Kislev or you play as Cathay right it's like what what do you do like and if those aren't your play styles you can play as ogre kingdoms which are quote unquote neutral or you can play as any of the demons now nick tell me like the a big portion of the game is like the diplomacy and like trade and stuff like that but it just seems because there's all these evil factions pretty much the game is just battles like now, um, no matter if you play good or bad, there's no like really diplomatic route. When you play good, there is. There's a lot okay. of dip- diplomacy, especially if you play Ogre Kingdoms. There's actually a lot of diplomacy if you play Ogre Kingdoms. Okay, cool. If you Maybe play Cathay, there's a lot of diplomacy as well. Cool. So overall, a resounding thumbs up. Uh, Nine point five out of ten. Yeah. All right. Sounds there's good. some bugs that need to be removed and fixed, but you know that's. It's a solid review. All right. Well, we look forward to hearing about that for the next Bobby, I thought you were asleep. Future. <laughs> um, 
so I spent my week playing a bunch of demos here, um, which was actually kind of fun. I usually don't like demos, but I kind of got into it this time around. I'll start with the one I liked the most, The Wandering Village. We talked about this game before. It was on the radar before. It is the uh, city builder that takes place on the back of this giant turtle-like beast oh, that's yeah. traveling through an area. Uh, so there's some really cool things mechanically at, at play here. So it's your typical city builder where, you know, you, you have villagers, you assign tasks for them, you build buildings that allow you to do more things. Um, the only really caveat I noticed is that you don't actually select your vil villagers and tell them where to go. You... Um, you just say what you want done. You click around on the things that you want to be done, and then you can prioritize them. This is high priority, medium priority, low priority, and they do them in, in that order. And there's other ways where you can kind of control the villagers, but it's not like a lot of these other games where you just click on the villager and you say, you, that person right there, you go chop wood. But it's... Um, it's a good game, even though the demo, it, the demo gives you a pretty good amount of gameplay too, like a couple hours. And, uh, I really wanted more, but you know, of course that's going to come with the full game, but outside of this little city builder game, you also have to have a relationship with this beast that you, that is carrying you on his back. So you have to feed it. You can pet it. You can draw blood from it. You can, uh, set up this building that has this big horn where you can issue it commands like speed up, slow down, um, take a nap, you know, all these. Why all these would you things. speed up or slow down? Uh, there are, well, that, that gets to the third layer. So this game takes place in three layers. One is the city building part of it. The second one is the beast. And then the third one is the area that the beast is marching through. So you'll be going on these trails and you, they'll fork and you can tell it, okay, go left, go right. If you have this tower built or you may be running through like this poisonous dust cloud and you may want to speed through that or uh you know you can speed up for other reasons you can also like build a building that allows you to send search parties out try to gather more people or resources um but you've got this whole other level of uh gameplay going on outside of your your typical city builder which i thought was really cool um yeah, I, I think it makes a little sense where like you're giving them priorities and then you give them the priority list and then you leave because you got to do deal go deal with other levels mm -hmm. of the well, game. Well, you can pause the game and make decisions too. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's not like completely in real time, but yeah, it's just I'm trying to think of another game where you're just traveling and then things pop up, like kind of like Oregon Trail, but not really, or the new Darkest Dungeon game. Um, but it's not really like that either. But it is like, you know, you you have to deal with the uh, the larger map. Death Road to well, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> well, Frostpunk it feels, was like that. To me, it you, looks a little like Spiritfarer in the sense of like managing your time and time management. But I mean, with Spiritfarer, you're kind of like handling things going on your boat as you're mm -hmm. going to and from, but the environment you're kind of interacting with as well with this. So that's cool. How is the music for this? Because I feel like the graphics are beautiful, and if they mm -hmm. had really good music with it, it would be amazing. Yeah, the music is actually really good. Um, God, there was a way that I described it when I was playing it, and I can't remember what exactly uh, that was. Um, but it, it's kind of like tribal almost, I oh. guess. I, I really enjoyed the music and the drums. graphics. The graphics are... They look like a 2D pop-up book, like a children's book. Um, it's not like incredibly detailed, 
but it's it's illustrated very nicely and everything looks like two-dimensional. Um, so it, it really looks like a children's book almost. So yeah, I really enjoyed just like the aesthetic of the game in general, the graphics and... Are there uh, enemies, Bobby? Not that I've encountered yet. I mean, when you walk through the poisonous clouds, they start infecting things. You got to send people out to like burn those down. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. I was wondering what the flamethrowers were. Yeah, or they your people can get poisoned, and you have to deal with that. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with this game. There's a lot of things to manage, and I I'm really interested because the demo didn't really touch on this too much. Like you're riding on the back of this turtle, you're going to places, you're choosing directions, but I don't really know like where it was headed or like if you encounter yeah. big events, like there's, there's like a larger world to this game that isn't really explored in the demo that I would be excited to check out. Is it full release already? Uh, no, I don't think so. What's the release date on this? I believe spring it's or soon. summer. Yeah. It's a spring summer for 2022. If you scroll down a little bit. Okay. Are you going to throw some uh, shekels at this Bobby? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you really like it, man. That's good. Yeah. This, uh, out of all the demos I played, I really liked this one the most. You know, it's um, funny, Bobby, because cool. you played Ultra Kill and you reviewed it, mm-hmm. but I couldn't play it off of your account on Steam. So I was really confused <laughs> as to how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I might pick this one up. Um, we'll see when it comes out and what the reviews are. Uh, but I, I'm just really liking the concept of the demo because it really worked out here. This is something that I saw. It looked interesting. I uh, kind of had it in the back of my mind. The demo came out. I played the demo. It kind of confirmed uh, the hype. And so, yeah. Cool. It really helps you make That's exactly what purchases. it's built for, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love this demo fest. A lot of fun. Days, we got to get into your list. Here. I know. Yeah. I might as well just jump in. Uh, I'll, you know, let's keep with the theme of demos. Let's start with demos. Yeah. Keep talking about that. I played also a lot of demos as well. I played some regular demos and I played some VR ones. Um, oh uh, yeah. Where to begin? Uh, I, I first started playing uh demo cause I was like demo. Uh, I'll, I'll demo demo. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this one's fun. It looked like a, well, it's like a grid, tactical turn-based uh rpg i enjoyed it you know the one that i kept seeing popped up was for vr and i didn't play the vr one because i played this before i even bought my vr and interesting so like the one that we're seeing right now is all for vr but i didn't play oh but that's cute it's like a you know board game it was just kind of to me when i played it it was like you're going through this dungeon and you're essentially it like had some elements of chess almost to it, which is like the tactical, you know, uh, turn based combat and that kind of stuff. But it was it was fun. It was very much like you're going into a dungeon and I had a lot of fun with that. Um, so I'll keep moving along. Uh- <laughs> what we're watching here is like almost all VR. Like and it's, it's all Yeah, about this is the VR uh, one. So that was my bad, I think, on sending the link for it. But this does look cool and fun for it VR, does. though, because it looks like you're mm-hmm. hanging out, like almost like as if you were to go to like a meadery or a brewery and like play a whole yeah. bunch of arcade and games. That's a what meadery. it looks like to me. Yeah, dude. Oh, I like that. Yeah, well, yeah, they... They have them in the Midwest and up north, oh, man. I heard you talking good. last week about how a you mead. haven't tried meat. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's amazing. It's like it's like sweet wine. It's good. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So moving right along, my probably out of all of the demos I played, that was absolutely my favorite. I made Sniper play it as well because I wanted to watch somebody else play it. Was yep, you knew it, buddy. The <laughs> autopsy simulator. Simulator. So <laughs> Oof. once again, I am a 
huge baby that can oh you can cut up a chick i did not know that anyway <laughs> so anyway uh <laughs> i am a huge scaredy cat with anything scary um and there were some like spoopy elements to this game obviously you know it's not flowers and happiness and unicorns when you're doing an autopsy but i have been a part of two autopsies in real life for my job and this is pretty accurate in the way that they do things because typically with an autopsy you do start macroscopically you take pictures of anything that looks wrong and you start from the outside and go in and like they do all the stuff from like measuring and looking at things to like slicing up parts for like pathology they have you go through all of it but then there's like definitely which to me is very annoying the nerdy side of me does not like the scary spoopy like interjects of like let's turn off the light and have the fuse box (laughs) blow you're the only one with a dead body what could happen that i don't like that shit dude <laughs> so that made me scared i think that spooked uh sniper a little bit as well but otherwise the like nerdy part of me loved this game you, i you would have liked just the hard sim part of it yeah without the yep give me yeah. like you said it was an autopsy simulator not right. some spooky like <laughs> horror movie at the at the morgue dude like that's not what i wanted i wanted i wanted to do autopsies well, man technically the lights could go out like they could blow fuse or something it's true maybe yeah, nothing's going but, on like, yeah could your not. could your ex dead wife phone you at the end of your autopsy right. and say hi and then you say nope this game isn't for me uninstall goodbye for yes me. yeah it should be like autopsy simulator plus honestly just, I actually, just something something as, to as, let you know as much as i would hate this for the fear element of what's in this game i would love this if this was in vr like oh. I'll actually cut up like well, do you the know scalpel. about surgeon fantastic. Yeah, but like that's a joke. Right? Yeah, I want yeah. The, this is this. They take it pretty seriously. I mean, it's a it's morbid, but like it, they do take it seriously. It's pretty dead on with how things are in an autopsy. Besides the fact that you're typically not doing an autopsy alone. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and then that's when it's kind of like okay i see what you're it's doing you're trying to make Alabama. it scary yeah i feel like that happens a lot like, in the movies like they're doing an autopsy yeah. alone now is there a story outside of the autopsy that you're yeah, doing kind of you you at least from what i'm gathering like you're on medication so you're kind of seeing stuff and um okay the story is like there you start with him being like don't call me again there's some like legal thing but they don't give you you kind of do one autopsy for the demo and then like that's it they end it in like a spoopy note like sniper said like it's like your your dead wife calls you and is very much like hello you know that that fucking Mm. shit oh uh, yeah i'm I'm a sniper dude that's well i'm yeah that's true i'm assuming but i think he says out loud that's my dead wife (laughs) he says something like oh that's alice like yeah yeah that's yeah fucking alice well what is he so you aren't trying to determine the cause of death here no you are you You absolutely are you determine the cause of death and i like that that's the investigative part of it you know what i mean you're deducing what happened to this person and that's why i'm like yeah the autopsy part's cool like if i I could get rid of the horror shit get rid of the horror shit like i saw like a picture he had like leeches on his hand that's unnecessary that would not happen in real life yeah Autopsy simulator is like a deceptive um, name for this. It should yeah. be like ready or not autopsy. It should be. Like <laughs> <laughs> it should be autopsy spoopy edition. <laughs> it's a little spoopy. 
But uh, no, it still was a cool, fun demo. If you're into some like goriness or you're a massive nerd about pathology like me, I highly recommend the autopsy parts. Good at, you know, the scary elements I think are kind of predictable. So to me, it's not that scary, but it is right there on the line. Like it is definitely on the line where I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if I'd want to get the full game because what are they going to do? <laughs> it's about oh, to be phasmophobia. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Like uh, they're going to scare the fucking shit. A fun note is to log into this guy's computer. His username is like me, admin one, and his password is also admin one. So I thought that go. was fun. There's little nuggets in here that were pretty fun. Like we found a little Easter egg or something. It was like the date that it was released was written for like a block party, which kind of threw Sniper for a loop of like what time zone in it because it is a time piece it's like uh, it's it takes place in 1991 so like you have to go get the big huge you know boombox size uh <laughs> camcorder and like he's like how does a tri how does this tripod work like it's <laughs> he li- he li- he says out loud how does a tripod work i was like whoa <laughs> it just holds up like how hard Literally, it had four legs <laughs> dude tripods yeah, are had four legs <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, there's some, some fun elements that I loved it. I loved this demo. This demo was stupid and it was great, but it uh, it was weirdly accurate. In how Tripods were invented works. in 1990. You can't, <laughs> you can't like blame this For guy. For real. Another, I will say another to get through another demo. Um, one that was very fun, also stupid, easy, pretty uh, straightforward was the kayak racing simulator. Oh, loved it. They put me in like, oh, that's a that's a weird blank. Yeah, that's that's about right. Um, they put me in a like a one of those glass see through like kind of kayaks, so you could even see like into the water. And the mm. water was like a Caribbean blue, and it it reminded me of the Grand Canyon, like where I was. And I was just like, this is so pretty and therapeutic, and like I'm just sitting there kayaking along, and it's bringing me right back to like when I go kayaking in Michigan. I loved it. Oh, it was fun. It's fun. I could see that being a very fun kayak game. Also, pretty accurate <laughs> in the sense that if you take one oar and you stick it in the water and you push back against it, you will rotate in that. Were the controls quickly. like was a keyboard or just mouse no this is vr so oh, like VR. i literally have the oar yeah like i'm i'm oh, straight shit. up rowing baby like <laughs> was it a workout it was a little bit of a, well if you're really trying to speed and like yeah then yeah it becomes kind of a workout because it is just like a real kayak where if you really go in on the motion you will go faster uh, instead of uh, your like little paddles you know like yeah, it's yeah. It, it really i was really impressed with yeah there we go i was really impressed with uh Oh, it How looks good. Fell. It it was gorgeous. Yeah, that it's so beautiful. And the music is nice. The music's very immersive. Like it's not really any music. It's like birds and like what it would sound like if you were there. It's just cool. The splashing of water and stuff. It's it's really good. It was a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to getting it. I'm not massive this into racing dope. games, but I do feel like VR racing games would be sick. And this is one of them. This would be a fun one. Now, the guy in this video seems to have a stick that he's attached his controllers to. Yeah, that's weird. You don't need that. That's that's extra. You could, okay. probably, you could probably DIY that, dude. Get a broom. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think, think that's yeah. what, what he did. You know, but it's kind of more of a workout. And then it's cool because, yeah, you duck underneath logs and stuff. Like, uh, you know, it would be it would be realistic if spiders would drop from those logs, though. But that's... So for, for those people Jeez. listening... 
uh, maybe the 80% of the way after she was talking is when we actually got to see the game. Before that, it was some broken link that we're seeing some other game where the graphics <laughs> was a lot terrible. of games I played. I'm like sorry, waves, guys. Yeah. I messed up. I was going to say, those graphics looked like Wave yeah. Runner she's like Nintendo 64. Like, she's like, uh, the water looked fantastic. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> When you played, did you attach your handles on a like a broom handle? Nope, nope. I just held the motion, which kind of made it a little bit more of a workout. Like actually no. trying to hold. A- attach Oof. them to an iron bar. That's going to be a fucking super workout. Knowing me, dude, I'll f- I'll hit myself in the nose with that That's iron true. bar. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like the klutziest person ever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> kept bumping into my chair and stuff. I am in a small studio though, so with VR, it's like it's it's cramped. But I hope I'm awesome. not cramping you. I always nah, feel like nah, like, nah, nah. You're good, dude. You good? Yeah, I'm chilling. <laughs> big belly, my bare feet. I'm like uh. it's the Neanderthal on you. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's good. You're here. All right. All right. What's next? Um, I think it's days for the next half hour. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, a lot. Fuck it, let's go to the next one, Days. All right, all right, let's keep going. We'll keep chucking along. I'll talk about a demo I didn't really like that much. Who's Lila? And you know what? At the end of that demo, I still don't fucking know who Lila is. I think at the end of that game, you won't know. But this piqued my interest because it's a one, it's a visual novel. So I was like, okay. And then two, so much of the game is based on trying to create a facial expression. To unlock certain parts of the story. And your face sometimes moves against you and you have to quickly change your face back. Otherwise, you could end up getting into fights and things like that. I just thought that was a super unique kind of like game mechanic that I wasn't really too familiar with. Super weird game. I really don't like that they when they blink because the way that the graphics are super pixelated and... I don't know. Like, what is that? Just old school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does look like Return of the Oberdin. It's like a pointillism mm. or something. I'm not sure what that uh, graphic style is, but graphic is the yeah. The graphics is familiar with that. But like the way that the storyline and camera angles work kind of reminded me of a lot of the Final Fantasy games. You know, like the camera might be from a corner and you're walking through, you know, a hallway or something. But I thought it was so cool how you just kind of mess with this dude's face and he'll be like, show a neutral face. And you just look pissed and somebody's just like, whoa, why are you so mad? Like, it's, it's hilarious. But I mean, I still don't know who the hell I... Oh, I think, uh, yeah, somebody's missing. I do feel like the story is kind of lacking a little bit, which is such a bummer seeing as, you know, it's a visual novel. Hmm. <laughs> but, but it was a very cool concept and an interesting demo. Um, yeah, well, the game is out. It's ten bucks. I don't think it's worth ten dollars. I think it might be worth not a lot of reviews. It is a cool, interesting concept, though. I definitely think it's worth playing the demo just because it's it's interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. something that is certainly not Garbo demo is <laughs> Hubris, which is another VR demo that I played. This game, I think, is going to be sick. Uh, it is, one, definitely beautiful. You are landing on a planet trying to find uh, this, like, recon team from your like from a spaceship that you intercept when you're flying in space. Mm-hmm. And which it's done super well. It's very immersive. There's a massive, like, there's a lot of swimming that you do, which I think is really cool. And you certainly want to mimic, like, the true form of swimming around. And I, th- I thought that was kind of neat. Um, 
but the game is pretty, you're climbing a lot, you're like pushing yourself off, you're kind of like ducking underneath a lot of stuff. So this is definitely a very involved uh, VR. You shoot alien kind of creatures and stuff as well. It, this is a really fun, really cool game already. And so I am definitely interested in it when it comes out. Days, you went to multiple universes over the last few days. Dude, yeah, I haven't even gotten into the ones that I did, <laughs> did play. I don't know, man. I hit, I, I don't know, call it like a manic video game week or something, dude. Yeah, like I wanted to play everything. I can't get enough of VR right now. I'm, I was asking Bobby if he could see a line across my forehead because I feel like <laughs> I've just been plugged in almost this whole weekend. I love it. It's and awesome. that price point, it's not crazy at it's all. amazing. The fact that no, you can no, sit no. in like a log cabin and watch Netflix while you're just laying in your bed like yeah. a, oh, like so a oh god yeah dude yeah. i tried that i tried like uh youtube youtube vr is sick because you can do like 360 videos of places in europe like you can do yeah. a little oh, yeah. guided tour mm-hmm. through why Paris. am i ever gonna fly there now Ah, because it's always better. And you got to watch out, I feel, dude, because like yesterday I tried maximizing the amount of VR I could spend and it kind of messed with me a little bit. I remember like looking around being like, "Mm, this isn't as good as my VR. (laughs) It's like, bro, you need to be present in reality. Kind of important. <laughs> so, the slurpee doesn't careful. taste as good as it was in VR. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, mm, you know, San Diego's nice, but it's not as nice as kayaking through the canyons. <laughs> <laughs> You're a reality snob. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to the aquarium with Emilio. There's oh, no, I tried. I wanted like to. I, wanted I, re- pet I rejected reality and I will insert my That's own. Right. Sky whales, please. Yeah, I did go to the ocean this morning and I was like, meh, I'd kind of rather be a wanderer. <laughs> I like I need I to go home and play Luke some Skywalker <laughs> killing my little pony. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was good. Good good oh, dude, VR is awesome. Yeah, the Oculus uh too so good for how cheap that is. Like two ninety nine. Two ninety nine for a whole new world. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I think you may have convinced Leslie to buy that for me for my 30th birthday. It's so good, dude. It's so worth it. (laughs) Although I will say, like, I feel like after an hour and a half to two hours, one of the three things will happen. Luckily, I don't get nauseous, which is amazing. So I'm so happy that I can do, like, the locomotive motion, which is a really cool feeling. You're, like, running in the game with a joystick, even though you're standing in place in real life, Mm. which can give people, like, massive whiplash and, like, nausea. I'm so glad I'm not. (laughs) But I am somebody where, like, after an hour and a half, I start getting, like, a bad headache, and it just feels like I'm burning holes through my retinas. And so I'm like... Uh, I gotta put it down. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I I fatigue. Yeah, definitely eye fatigue, which like probably You'd comes probably from looking at, at a it. microscope a lot. Yeah, but I should be careful. I shouldn't fuck with my eyes. I'll literally ruin my career, so I'll have to be careful. Yeah, don't fuck with your eyeballs, man. Yeah. Get rid of your ears like I did because of the military. It's fine. No, I don't wanna... <laughs> What else did you play, Bobby? Uh, so I played a bunch of other demos. A little to the left is a very simple puzzle game. Not all that fascinating. So it was really weird. I saw this game and I thought, oh, it looks kind of cute, I guess. And then I read about it. And I'm like, this seems pretty ridiculous. Like the, the very first puzzle is straightening a picture on a wall. And then there's a puzzle like where you just place pencils in order of their height. And I'm like, is this really... Like, what's up with this game? Does it get any more difficult? Seven hours later. (laughs) No, the the demo is very, very short. 
Um, so I continued to play through it and yeah, it's pretty much all that. It's very, very simple puzzles. I think with the intent to calm you, Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. supposed to be very tranquil. Oh. So it's got very like peaceful music. Um, some of the puzzles are maybe not quite challenging, but it's very difficult to understand what the game wants from you. There's one where there's a drawer and you have all these things and then you have kind of like one of those containers where you'd put your silverware, you know, where there's like holes shaped like the things that should right. be put in them. Um, so you have to like put everything in the right, in the right spot. Slot. But some of them seem like they could go in either slot. So there's some guess and check to it. I, I don't know. It was, I guess if you're looking for something a little more peaceful and meditative, yeah, sure. Check it out. But uh, as far as a puzzle game goes, not, uh, not that great. It seems like an OCD person's dream. Yeah, probably just because like it's putting, like straightening pictures and putting things in like patterns. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like all all a lot I of if patterns. It's better or worse than unpacking? Because I felt like the unpacking game was actually I, very therapeutic. I feel like unpacking uh, is probably me. better. I have not played that game, but it's I probably would. better than this. It couldn't be worse. <laughs> I mean, this game's all right. It, it's just very very it's simple. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, how about Elden Ring? I want to hear about this. What's the scoop on Elden Ring? I've been hearing. I've been hearing things, you know, usually a, a from software game comes out and everybody's just like, Oh my God, I love this, you know, but this one, um, not, it's, not it's in that case. camp. It's in the, uh, Oh my God, everyone loves this. Okay. Camp. But the PC port, it sounded like there were some issues with that, that people weren't happy about. So some people are having issues with it. Some, I will say not all. Um, however, I bought it on PS five, um, because of my main man, diddy okay um thank you diddy for trying to play with me this weekend i'm sorry to get to play with you i just wanted to get that out there also happy birthday my man birthday's on a leap year technically supposed to be on like monday or tuesday but uh, enough with that um dude this game is fucking amazing um the fact that they've added so many features to essentially dark souls right all the firm software games are Dark Souls or Demon Souls with a bunch of new features and things like that. Um, this game is not very much different, um, except that it's extremely open world. Um, they've added a bunch of quality of life improvements. For example, one of the things that they've added is that now if you defeat a quote-unquote group of enemies, you can – your like your health potion – so in previous – uh, Dark Souls games, whenever you use a health potion, you have a limited amount of uses for it, and then you have to rest at a at a bonfire. And whenever you rest at a bonfire, everything that you've ever killed comes back except for bosses. Um, now that doesn't really apply anymore, because if you kill a certain amount of enemies, your, um, your health potions come back. And so Are there still bonfires? They're still bonfires. Um, they're called different. They're, they're different names now. Sure. They're not called bonfires. But um, the story seems pretty cool. The bosses are super unique. The enemies are super unique. The game, like the game's just really fucking awesome. Like it's not. It's. It, I've only played two hours, and I'm still. I'm like. I'm already wowed about it. Like I'm already having fun. I want to play more. Like after this, I'm immediately playing it. And Leslie's like, I can't wait to watch. Like, and she's not even playing it. She's just excited to watch. So, uh, somebody was talking about on, on, 
on our Discord that this is their first Souls like, and they're just getting crushed because Souls like inherently are fucking super hard, especially if yes. you've never played one before. And this might not yes. be the first one. Like, this is not your. This isn't your dad's soul. Like, like it's not the first one you should be picking up. It's a hard place to start, probably. Right? Like, how? Where's the difficulty for you at whatever one you're playing? I would actually say that this is one of the easier ones to pick up. Mm. Um, see, all the souls likes, they have the same thing where in the beginning of the game, the game kicks you in the balls. Yeah. Um, and it's it's inherently the same thing. Um, you face a boss that you're not supposed to beat. It's supposed to kill you. Um, there's an enemy that you're not supposed to be able to beat when you first get into the quote-unquote open world, and you're supposed to kind of avoid it. And then you're kind of supposed to start the game that way. Well, if someone is dealing with that and they don't know those kind of tropes and stuff like that, oh. they don't know to really deal with that in that kind of way. And then they think the game's super hard because i can i can see like the first enemy that you deal with is the forest guardian and he's like a dude on a fucking horse that is just beating the shit out of anybody (laughs) and if you are trying that 15 because you can beat him but he's super difficult and if you if you're trying him 15 20 times and then after that you you actually kill him then yeah it's it's a hard game but most people default to skipping him and going to the actual first place you're supposed to go. Uh, yeah. Just ignore him until you're stronger. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. But that that's the thing. Like when I played dark souls, when this first, when this whole thing came out way back in the day and people were like, you gotta play dark souls. So I started playing it. Um, it's like, there's no handholding at all. Well, back no, then, no, no. The, like I had to have a separate web, site up to tell me what all these things did what does this do what's a soapstone what's what's this do there's it's just i and the game yeah the game no longer requires you to do that anymore it does explain a lot of things Good. now Good. now are there things that you should look up because you're like where the fuck do i go now yes definitely in your first two hours you're already looking things up Nick, yeah. you're letting me down, yeah. brother. Um, I mean, it's because of ease of use. It's not because, like, oh, I'm actually legitimately lost. It's like, um, I, I have a baby like riding <laughs> around in the forest on this super dope-ass spiritual horse that I have. I'm just, I, I'm a dad, and I got a limited amount of time. Just tell me what the next thing I got to beat the shit out of is. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. But All right, so no, I, what, 10 I out of 10? Dude, 10 out of 10 already. And I, like I said, I'm already like a boss and a half in, and I'm having a shit ton of fun. That's good. Uh, if it, if anything took you away from Warhammer, then that's saying a lot. Uh, exactly. Diddy and I were talking, and this month has been like, there's some big heavy hitters that have been coming out, you know? We have God of War that came out on PC. Um, he's nonstop talking about this game called Sifu, uh, but it's only on Epic. And he, he's like, I would have bought it for you, but it's on Epic. You can't gift anything on there. He's like, it's probably game of the year. Um, but I'll put it on the radar for next week. Everybody's been saying that Sifu is game of the year, but a lot of people also say, like, it's one of those, like, dividing games. I feel that it's not on the caliber of... Um, Elden Ring. 
yeah, Elden Ring. But you remember how everybody hated um, Hades when it first came out? Yeah. Uh, or hated, but like there were some people that like hated Hades because they, it was like the cool thing to do. Sure. That's what's going on with Sifu. Like there are people like, oh. Sifu's stupid. And the, like they never played it. They never even tried it. They just looked at what's there and they were just like, it's stupid that there is that camp. It's you know. pretty, uh, like, there's a lot to uh, unpack here when we talk about it. So I'll put it on next week and try to try to explain the whole thing because I don't yeah. have 100% grasp on the whole mechanic yet. But uh, yeah. all right, what else have we got? Well, something that is uh, kind of hard to get the grasp on is uh, <laughs> Dial Tone, or Dial Town, sorry, phone dating sim. Uh, this popped up in like my feed, and I was intrigued. By- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, buckle up. Dude, this shit is goofy, is <laughs> and that's why I had to pick it up, dude. Because look at that. How could you watch this? So they've got like it's very. It reminds me very much of like the. What dark the crevices of adult swim in the middle of the night of like 4chan dude, like what that's what i don't know this? that's what this reads to me dude it is absolutely ridiculous it is a choose your own kind of adventure where everybody pretty much uh denies dating you because from what i gather you are like gross like a gross troll <laughs> under a bridge like a homeless person in a way like and it and the whole premise in the beginning is you're trying to find somebody who's gonna love you enough to pay two dollars to get you into a carnival and like that's the big it is hilarious this game is stupid fun it's very weird it's pretty easy and basic like i said in terms of the choose your own adventure but like it, they've got all these moments that are ridiculous. You talk to God, who is a golden retriever with a waffle in their mouth. How could you not love a game like this? So stupid. It's fantastic. Oh, there's God right there, actually. That's God. And so, which is like a homeless man with a TV, like an old school TV. And, a, and on the TV, the screen is an image of a golden retriever with a waffle in their mouth but it's all about trying to find love as either a typewriter or of old-timey phone i picked a typewriter because we got into a long discussion in the discord about keyboards and it was making me think of typing but this this game is hilarious and stupid it's great <laughs> i think it's like wow. on the i want to say it's under 10 bucks they have a demo definitely check out the demo at least check out the demo because it is stupid it's great hmm. <laughs> It is seven ninety nine. This came out on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just trying to find oh, okay. love as a phone, dude. But it's very silly. <laughs> so all these characters, the, these are people, mm-hmm. and they have heads that are phones or printers or fax machines. That guy's got an old British phone booth that, you know, that thing that Doctor Who would get into. Yeah. This is this looks bizarre. It's a bizarre and silly Dude. game, but it is pretty fun. Someone was on a mean one when they were making this game. Holy shit. They're on something, that's for sure. And I'm here for it, dude. I'm glad they created this because this is, I don't know, I've never played anything like it. It is, uh, it's dumb. It's dumb fun. It's pretty great. It's <laughs> definitely adult humor and silly and so uh i just can't get into dating sims you know what though it doesn't really feel that much like a dating sim like i because i tried this cthulhu dating sim one time and i was kind of like i don't really like it this doesn't necessarily feel but i will say it 
this kind of game, though, after about an hour and a half, I think, into it, I was starting to kind of lose thunder with it. I was like, okay, like this is similar to a lot of the things I've seen, but it's certainly worth playing the demo for a laugh because it is it is funny. There's one negative review for this game, and it just says sucks. <laughs> it's 99% positive, by the way, which yeah. is pretty crazy. It's it's funny, dude, because it, it's silly and it's not like anything you've really seen. Like it definitely feels like a joke, you know, but like in a in a very fun, good way. Hmm. <laughs> so it's I, mean, I definitely the recommend the demo. This? Like if it's longer than like if it's longer than two hours, then it's definitely worth a seven ninety nine. I think it is longer than two hours because like yeah, I, I'm seeing it. a ton of images that I have I didn't see when I played and I played for like an hour, an hour and a half, I think. So. Why is, is is this a joke? I mean, I think this whole game is a joke, but the Dial Town phone dating sim soundtrack is is more expensive than the game. Yeah, like <laughs> this is this is a troll game, dude. This is absolutely a troll game, and this is a troll on dating sims, which is why it doesn't necessarily feel like an exact dating sim, but it's I don't know. It I'm glad I played it. It's silly. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. All right. Yeah. Um, Fishing Paradiso is a game that I played. It is a fishing simulator. And is it though? I don't know. So it's supposed to be like (laughs) Stardew Valley, but the central core mechanic is fishing. And they don't really think outside of the box on this one. It's your standard fishing mechanic. You throw the line out there. It's got a little meter bar. You press it once to activate it, once to uh, when the power bar fills to throw it really far. And then you try to reel the fish in. They fight you. You let go, give it some slack, and you pull it in. You know, it's your standard standard fishing mechanic. But if it's your core mechanic, you would think they would have elaborated a little bit. You know what I mean? I would have thought so. If so you can upgrade. Broke, don't fix it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can upgrade stats, you know, and like... Uh, make it so you have more stamina or your line has more tension or it can withstand more tension. And, you know, you try to catch different types of fish. And of course you're interacting with people in the town, building relationships by doing quests for them. And, you know, there's all sorts of dialogue, but I got to say, I couldn't really get into it. I was kind of excited about this because, you know, I really loved black bass. Um, That was a game on the Nintendo and it was just, a really simple fishing game, just like this, same mechanics. And, you know, you'd save up, you'd get lures and different kinds of lures and fishing equipment. Lure? Lures? Lures, lures. 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 It's lures. 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 Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird word what for What the me. fuck is wrong? No, literally, what? you're the only person who's ever said lures. <laughs> so Emilio and I looked at each other like, what? <laughs> Uh, Is this man broken? (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you say allure? Allure. Oh, like an allure? Allure. Allure. Yeah. I don't know. That's a French word, too, so maybe that's why I'm pronouncing it differently. But, um... (laughs) Sure, dude, you're more sophisticated somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Because in French you would pronounce it like that, but I don't know, in English. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, dude, practicing French messes with my English so much. Sometimes it, um... I, I think it's making me worse at English. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised at yeah, that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Black Bass. And they, they made a bunch of these uh, games too. I think there was a big one on uh, Sega, one of the Sega systems. But playing this Fishing Paradiso, it almost kind of retroactively ruined Black Bass for me. <laughs> because I, 
I realized like this is just like that Nintendo game I used to play, but I hate it. Like I probably, you know how it was back in the nineties. You get a video game, you're like, ah, oh, cool. And even if it sucked, you're just like, hey, it's a video game. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. fun. You kind of uh, force yourself into the fun, but. No, I think it was just bad. I think I was just playing this really crappy fishing game and loving it <laughs> back in the day, and I just didn't realize it until now. So did you load up the emulator as Bobby does? Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> no, that would probably be the nail in the coffin, though. I'm sure then I'd yeah. be like, yep, this game definitely was not good. But, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, maybe if, um, because it's a demo, they don't let you upgrade a lot of stuff, and it just became too hard for me to progress. So I don't, I don't know. There could be like a whole lot more to this game. That's really cool. Like, uh, you know, like Stardew Valley, you meet all the people, you form relationships, do quests. And like, it opens up these, the, the world into like bigger things, like going into the mines and, um, doing all this other stuff. But I, I don't know. They, I guess with the demo, you just really can't get into it too much, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to pass on this one. Bobby, this is uh, like fishing games. I would say is one of the strongest, uh, core, uh, like arguments for a controller because you get that rumble, you know, like uh, you get a light rumble when they're nipping at it, and then like mm-hmm. a heavier rumble when they actually bite or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it it adds a lot to it when you're when you're. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this supports that. Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe you need a VR kit for fishing. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure they there's have some VR VR fishing, fishing games out there, out there for yeah. sure. Bobby, did you get to the space fish part? No, I did not get that far. Apparently, you can catch a whale in this. You can just be fishing and catch a whale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't I guess get that's that season, far. Right? It's whale yeah. season. A lot of sea urchins, <laughs> though. Um, Delicious. Oh, speaking of which, I went to the aquarium today. It was great. Mm-hmm. Was that you went to birch? The wow. Birch Aquarium, it's been a long time. Uh, dude, I was blown away. I thought I, it's super small, but the amount they pack in there is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Were it's you not able a big, a big to aquarium. Pet stingrays? Pretty cool. Uh, no, but a baby shark. That's fun. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. Yep. What's mm-hmm. Gigabash? Gigabash. Okay, so this game, I didn't like this one very much. I saw this game. I think it showed up on one of the like top 10 Steam demos to check out. And it looked like this old arcade game I used to play called King of the Monsters. Mm -hmm. And I was really excited to check it out because of that. But only the multiplayer is open on this game right now, not the story mode. Uh, What it is basically, Gigabash, it's a brawler, like a four, it can be 2v2 or a free-for-all with four players. Uh, But you are these giant monsters stomping around a town and fighting with each other. And you can pick up buildings and throw them at each other. Uh, you know, people are running around and screaming in these cities that you're destroying as you're having this huge fight. It's just like King of the Monsters for, uh, what is it, MAME? Like, you can get that on a MAME emulator these days. Um, Looks almost like Rampage as well. Yeah, it's like a, say, like it a three-dimensional like, yeah. Rampage. But cool. in Rampage, you're just destroying the buildings. You aren't really fighting the other monsters. But, you didn't like this? Uh, I couldn't get into a game. Oh. Uh. Yeah, uh, they only had the multiplayer open, and I queued up a couple of times, just kind of left it there, did other things around the house, and then just never, ever got into a game. Oh. I, I went to the demo. You need friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I had played it with other people in local co-op, I could have done that. But... Maybe if you would have uploaded to French servers. Oh, maybe that's what you're doing. You're uploading to French servers, and that's what makes you up. <laughs> it's the French. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. But, yeah, I don't know. They, the... um. 
it looked promising though. So I went through the tutorial and they explained all the mechanics and it really felt like a wrestling game. Now I haven't played a wrestling game in forever, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, even like the WWF arcade game, like I'm a Royal like, Rumble situation, yeah, the Royal Rumble, like yeah. the WWF one where you could be, and they always had that one in the arcade, but those games I thought were just so much fun, but it felt kind of like that where you have all these moves, a block, a hold, and you know, you can toss people around. Um, so I think there's something really cool here, but yeah, you just got to have, uh, people to play with. And I'm kind of interested to see what they do with the story mode. Um, yeah, yeah you, cool. as soon as you start fighting within the city, it looks like there's a circle that appears around you. I think it's a ring out game or like a, a King of the Hill game. It seems like you're trying to knock each other out. Maybe a little bit of, um, you know, uh, Smash Brothers uh, that you get lighter when you get hit or something. Uh, because it doesn't seem to be that you're just beating each other till your life bar runs out. It seems to be yeah. like a, a push out mechanic. But yeah, I love the concept. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a really cool concept. Yeah, and they got lots of fun characters. It, you know, it looks like those, uh, the Power Rangers show where, you know, they'd have the big, you know, like yeah, Godzilla yeah, yeah. movies. Like, you know, they yeah. got like this giant uh, snow monster. They got this um, snail. Yeah, snail. They got like the big superhero guy looks like Megazord. Yeah, they got all the classic big monster characters. Man, this looks cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Christian, you played over 20 demos? Yeah, I was supposed to do a lot this weekend. I have a lot on my plate, a lot on my to-do tracker. And I just said, uh, maybe let's not. And let's just play 20 demos <laughs> on Steam Fest. I feel so, that. So, uh, a productive use of my time. I'm just going to go quickly through the three that I think really stood out um, and I'm going to buy. Uh, I usually don't like platformers, but there's this game called Hell Pie. And you hop around as a little demon and you have a naked baby that kind of looks like Donald Trump um, attached to you. <laughs> and and you use him to like swing you around like Spider-Man in the air. It felt like a Spider-Man oh. game as I was like traveling around this open world. And uh, your goal is to defeat these Nazi poo people and to save the tampons from the sewer. Oh, um, Jesus. It, it's oh, it's pretty not what does it say oh it says an, it's an obscene 3d platformer and it really felt that way but i don't like these games and i think maybe it was just really easy but i was having a lot of fun this so it looks awesome it does look awesome it's uh, it's like very satisfying and uh <laughs> it's not like too disgusting but just disgusting enough for you to pay attention i like uh I like the that. next one is i don't know how to pronounce this game exion it's a city builder but you are on a ring ship that is going across the galaxy to uh, colonize. And you build the city on the innermost of the ring. Um, and it's a resource management game. And it has the, it kind of has that exact three tiers that Bobby was talking about for the wandering village. You have oh, uh, inside the ship. Then you have directly outside the ship where you can like mine asteroids and stuff. And then you have the galaxy view, which is like your long journey. Um, so those two games are probably pretty similar. So if you like what the Wandering Village sounds like and you like it in space, uh, check out this. And then the last one, oh my God, guys. It's it's a like 6v6 shoot 'em up FPS game, except you're in zero gravity. And it reminded me, I was like, oh, this is what Ender's game feels like. You know, you have the 3D movement. When you kill people, you don't kill them. They just freeze up. 
and oh, they yeah. uh, <laughs> what's that? I just said what? That sounds crazy. There is no oh. up. There's no up. There's yeah. no down. There's only you, your strategy, your teammates. You're shooting them. You're setting up temporary barriers and shit. And it looks beautiful. Um, and I was like, That's I thought this crazy. game was going to be the worst one, but it was the best one. It was so fucking fun. Wow, so, dude. The graphics are really good. And, they're uh, really good. Yeah, that is cool. That looks amazing. Usually when you take shooters in space, uh, it's a no-go. <laughs> but... Uh, this looks like uh, acceptable. Yeah. And I don't know. the. There's no, it's just designed really well. There's like no sound like there would be in space, right? You oh, hear everything crazy. muffled in your whatever at, ecosystem. How right? high were you when you played Boundary? Not high at all. But oh, nice. if I did, it, I would have. <laughs> I mean, I was in space, so you're pretty high up there. But other than that, <laughs> uh, yeah, Oof. super good game. Check it out. That looks Dang, cool. That does look cool. Is it out? Well, no, it looks yeah. like it's going to be released this year. So right now it's just the demo. Yeah, ju- these are all that? just demos. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Nice. It's cool. What do you got, Dave? So I'm going to start actually with Zenith first. So I had put these on the radar, I think, like two weeks ago or something ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, said I was going to play these when I got VR because I was definitely excited for them. So it was Zenith or Zenith or whatever. Uh, it's an MMO, like fantasy kind of MMO. It is fun. I There's certain things about it that I love for VR. I love that you walk up to an NPC and you literally wave at them to like initiate conversation uh-huh. and get your quest line. Uh-huh. It's very fun. It, I'm amazed and it's like shooting feels great like it feels very fluid the one thing of course as you would get in any kind of mmo is uh goofiness of breaking immersion like i was in like the main city and i could just because they have voice chat so like i'm just walking around and i just hear somebody being like okay where's the flower of the flower the the, i need the flower fuck where's the flower do you have the flower i need it (laughs) it's just somebody trolling (laughs) or they're like they need the but it's just they probably actually need the flower Probably needed the flowers, so there's crafting involved in this. This, I mean, this is a very is fun free? MMO. Uh, no, I don't think it was a lot. Maybe it. No, I think it might be free. If you scroll down a bit, it might. I can't remember. I went on. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably not free. Uh, I went. I, I don't even know anymore, man. This I went on like a, a buy. I went on a splurge spree with VR, dude, and just now, lost my mind with it. It's awesome. So much fucking fun. This is fun. Like I said, combat's cool. I love that you can wave at other people. You can fly. You can join up on other people. Party. It it feels pretty intuitive. It's like what I would want with an MMO that's in the fantasy world for VR. It's pretty fun. Nice, uh, Dave. Um, walk me through the uh, software part of it. So. Uh, you already had a Facebook, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't like that though. Yeah. And then like, you linked it. Yeah, right. And then I just said, "Fuck it, get me in VR." So but, I did whatever they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Bend me over. Yeah. Bend me over. It, it's okay, Oculus. Like I'm ready to plug in. You're gonna burn out my eye sockets anyway. Like on the wheel of time, dude. Why not? <laughs> um, all right. So um, after that, after you linked your accounts, then. Every game you bought was off of the Oculus Store? No, I said, fuck that. I'm keeping my Steam, which was an annoying mess. So I do troubleshoot a lot for work, and I came home on Friday and, like, stupidly was like, technology these days is probably amazing. I just have to plug it in, and it'll probably all work. No, absolutely not. Well, it would (laughs) have. 
<laughs> it would have if you would have played off the Oculus. Yeah, but I was like, no, I yeah. want it on my Steam because some of the games I already owned have yeah, VR. Exactly, like, yeah, 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 Skyrim. Like, I could just already play that with VR. I could already play the Forest. Like, in No Man's Sky. Like, those are games I actually want. I don't think I'm going to play the Forest in VR, guys. I'm too much of a pussy. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah. But all I have to hear is a cannibal in my ear, and I'll just like fall and break my <laughs> VR. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so, no, I had to get Steam VR working. I was like, it has to. So I I worked at it. I had to do this uh, like Steam Air Link because I think the port. I I mean, I have a laptop. That's what I'm working off of. And granted, my laptop isn't too terrible. It's a 2060 Ti. And like I have a i9, I think, processor from Intel. So it's not bad. Like it's and it's I've got five terabytes of SSD and um. And I got 32 damn, gigs of RAM. Like fucking that's a truck. lot yeah. of SSD. Yeah, yeah nice. baby. <laughs> What's all More space? No, it was a upgradable like Asus though. Like it's yeah. it, you could upgrade it. And so I did. Yeah. I upgraded the. What's on the five terabytes there, Dave? What do you got? Secret porn. files. Of course, it's porn. porn. No, I'm just porn. kidding. No, lots no. and lots of porn. No, it's not. Piles and it's, piles. According of porn. to Steam, though, you would think I would want all the adult <laughs> games. <laughs> My discovery cue, dude. I blame Christian for that one, dude. Tales of we're gonna say tales. Of, well, it's tales of Nadia, but I like tales of Narnia. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, long story short, it was a whole process to get Steam and everything linked, yeah, but, but it, it works. also it works. Yeah, it works and it's fine. And I'm also at a disadvantage because I can't Ethernet into a router or do a hard line into the network. So. Because of that, this game, Zenith, does kind of chug for me sometimes, so I haven't played a ton of this. And I'm going to segue just right into the next one. Everything has been pushed to the side because of uh, Beat Saber for my cardio, because oh, yeah. i got to move. And <laughs> and then this fucking game, Wanderer. Like, oh man, this game is amazing. I do need to play Half-Life Alex to compare it, but this is unlike any game I think I've ever played. I absolutely adore this game, and this is a game where I am thinking about it even when I can't play VR because my oh, head shit. hurts. And I'm waking up trying to like figure a puzzle, because I keep getting stuck in certain spots, and then I log off and think about it and then log back in and like okay i know how i'm gonna approach this now and then i usually fix it because this is a puzzle kind of escape room almost like game so it takes place in the future of 2066 in boston and it's kind of post-apocalyptic it definitely has very like a fallout post-apocalyptic vibe while kind of reminding me in the way that it feels and the way that the characters in the game are that you meet very bioshock infinite which is cool because uh, it, it does have this kind of layer of like mystery and not really a spoopiness, but like the atmosphere certainly is like, yeah, dude, like you're walking around in the dark with a flashlight. Yeah. Somebody like me is going to get a little freaked out, but it is a lot of figuring out what you need to do. And what's cool is they have this amazing concept of time. So you're father who's that guy right there like kind of leaves you these clues of like how to find your way back because there's multiple timelines and multiple realities going on and that little clock or that watch on your hand kind of helps you with that so like when you set it in there you can take these certain um like time charged items and put them into this watch and like go through time 
and be in like different lives. So very like Assassin's Creed in that aspect of like channeling in and being in a different moment of time and Dude. witness. Yeah, this game is amazing. Like now I the, know why your real life was so boring. This yeah. Is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really wish I could stream this, but my internet kind of sucks. So like, I definitely can't stream it. Luckily, I don't really need the internet for this game. But uh, yeah, because I was like laughing, dude. One of the first things they put you on is like a boat, which it's beautiful. Like graphically, this game is very pretty and really well made and done. And um, you're like on a boat going through Boston and I'm just like staring at the buildings like, wow, like I've been to Boston and like it definitely they definitely created. (laughs) Wow. They definitely created the vibe of Boston. But like it was crazy to see it as like a post-apocalyptic jungle, you know, like and that was wild. And then <laughs> right away I get on the boat and I'm just like, the first thing I look for is a weapon. I'm like, give me a damn weapon, dude, because already the vibes are spoopy in this game. And so I grab a <laughs> baseball bat and sure enough, they like release crocodiles on you. And I'm just sitting there like hammering away at these crocs trying to mess with my boat, dude. And then the lady's like, quick, grab a crowbar and open up this thing. So I'm sitting there smashing a crocodile with my right hand. And I have a crowbar in my left hand, and I'm trying to crowbar open this like <laughs> treasure chest to get a flare gun and shoot. It's crazy. It's so much fun though, and it's a blast. You like find different paperwork and stuff to look at and read. And like one of the things, um, you have to go into certain timelines to grab pieces and take it back with you to put into other timelines to complete certain puzzles. So like you do have to kind of hop into these different worlds and stuff, uh, which is just, it's super neat. I mean, I really love this game. Like I said, I keep thinking about it. The story's really intriguing and it really looks, fascinating. It looks like, the, you, you know, you're jumping into these other people's worlds. Uh, like, you know, you're on the moon for a minute or you're at like uh, what looked like um, uh, Woodstock for a second. Mm. Uh, why are you going into other people's realities for it's to collect things uh, that you need for your own reality to progress further into uh, what you're discovering. That makes sense. Yeah. So, like, Dude, for example, with this- the moon one, um, you need to get – so you find this, like – I'm trying not to spoil it too much. But you find, like, kind of these clues, which fascinatingly enough in VR, what was fun is, like, you found this, like, really old poster or this framed picture, and it's dirty. And, and like, the little guy in the watch kind of gives you little helps and or, like, tips and stuff if you need it but you have to grab a sponge and a cleaner and clean the frame so that way you can read what it says Uh on it which helps gives you clues to unlock the thing in order to find that like little feather so that way you can go but it's all about like the man on the moon and how like the first it's propagated but it was like the first man on the moon was like in russia like 1968 i think it was what it was and then they used that number to like unlock some certain things but you have to go in and actually be that russian like on the moon to get the next part that you need, mm. which are these like certain tools. So that way then you can go into the other world and like snip some wires. It's crazy. Like they're all like kind of connected with each other. And sometimes you have to jump back and forth with them. Like I just entered one where it was like a Mayan temple. It's amazing. It looks so beautiful and incredible. And, uh, but I'm already like sitting there being like, where's the booby traps? Like, and the people in the game, like two that you run into, the NPCs are pretty solid as well. Like they're pretty well made and like, it feels very immersive and it's just super cool. And speaking of fishing, man, like you can sit there and I found a fishing pole and then there was a bunch of cockroaches running around and like the one game thing that I was looking at and I was like, oh, can I grab them? Yeah, sure enough. Nasty. You can grab a cockroach and stare at it and use it for bait to catch a frog. 
It's weird. <laughs> so it's it's awesome. Ooh. Wow. I loved this. I or I love this game so far. So I'm really looking forward to exploring it more. That looks like some Harry Potter stuff right there, which I I don't know, but like. <laughs> It's it, the game is really cool. I like I said, it gives me like some Fallout and Bioshock Infinite kind of vibes while being super different. Storyline's great. It's been a nice tale. It sounds great. It's <laughs> it's really fun. It's rated uh, very positive right now, but it is it is a little on the more pricier side. I think for like a VR game, forty dollars. I do think it's worth it though to be honest with you uh i definitely feel like my money was well spent with this game and like i said i keep thinking about it and it feels so real so many times i've already had it happen twice now where i almost sat down because like i wanted to sit in the game and then uh, i'd remind myself like if you sit you're taking a tumble like, <laughs> like you're just gonna fall you will eat shit <laughs> you will you will bust that floor like <laughs> I've definitely eaten shit playing VR. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that with the VR that you can do the stationary mode. I tried the stationary mode on this Wanderer game, and that was fun. But that did start to almost make me a little nauseous, which is weird. I can stand up and I can run with the locomotive thing and be fine. But if I sit down and run the locomotive thing, I start feeling sick. It's odd. Hey, Chris, can you do a, uh, a quick search on what, what else Odd Boy has made? I, I feel like I've seen that logo before of other games that we've talked no, I guess it was just. Did oh. you bring this game up before? Yeah. Oh, that's. What I it put was. this game I, on the I radar. Oh, yeah. no, we both did. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This this game. When I saw the trailer, I was like, "Oh, this is some weird VR push," you know. And then it turns out, from what you've said, like it is a super interesting ass game. So I want VR just for this. I love yeah, the this idea story of is like really the time good. travel, mm-hmm. like. It looks so good. It's really good. <laughs> and like the way that they out of all the VR games I played, like this one is really detailed in terms of things that you can do. Like there's all kinds of little stuff, like just even with your watch, like you can you'll hold up your wrist and you can press a button on the side of the watch and it launches the little guy into like a little spinning flying thing. And sometimes mm-hmm. he helps you with what he sees. But you could also have it spin above and then you can grab him and put him into certain tools to have other tools work and get fixed like everything what kind of like fuck? stacks on each other like one of the things it took me a second to find a battery for a drill and then i had to charge the battery and then put the battery in the drill but there's tools laying all over the sanctuary that i need for different instances and different like worlds that i go into but it's cool because you can put stuff in like like the watch has an inventory so you can put different tools and things in it and then travel to different worlds to like push more of what you're exploring but it's good like i think the puzzles are challenging enough i don't think that so far i mean i'm not i'm still not that far in the game i feel but i mean it's i don't think they're that difficult but they're difficult enough that like i am getting caught up on some of the things where i just be like man where the hell is that other solar panel that you need to like cre-? you know what i mean just those yeah. kind of things but i like that though that's like okay because you get to explore it's a the good world challenge. a little more you explore the world and then like i said it's one of those things where i've noticed sometimes if i've been playing vr for too long or this game for too long it's like i need to put it down and then come back with a fresh set of eyes and mind and solve it as well but it's fun it's got these moments that Definitely are a little more action packed and a lot of puzzle solving and figuring out the story and what the hell's going on. It's it's very Shit. cool. All right, sounds good. Love it. Hmm. All right, well that is it for games. 
That was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we don't have many listener questions. That's good. Um, we did want to remind everyone that next week we're going to be recording the NSFW episode. So get your questions in. You have only a week left to submit questions. And remember, only patrons can listen to that episode. Yep. So become a patron. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Five dollars. They're one hundred percent complete secrets unless you give us five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing I want to shout out is that uh, we, uh, we, I just launched a DLG vanilla server for Rust. All the information can be found on the um, Digital Logic um, Discord under the gaming uh, channel. Uh, you can search DLG vanilla server on the modded server list in Rust and find it there, or you can find the information. Uh, on the Discord and just see it and join it manually via IP address. I think so I'm going to have to come check it out and play. If you're paying for something, I'm going to have to come check it out. Come on, Bobby. Rust? I don't think so. Oh, man. <laughs> well, there's not going to be all the craziness if we have our own ser- server. Um, yeah, no, it's not the craziness that I'm worried about. It's a survival just... building crafting <laughs> game, dude. <laughs> I don't, dude, I don't think you're going to play this either, dude. Like, I'm going to try it, though. I don't know. Have you ever played Rust? Like, there's only like yeah. three oh, yeah. people on it right now. So, But, I mean, we were playing like Vision version like point three or something like that. Yeah, though, no, when you guys long played, it was yeah. like, oh. Yeah. It's fun yeah. with a good group of people. All right, what do we got? All right. First question from Warconius. He's got a link here to an article titled Stalker Developer Issues Statement on Russian Invasion of Ukraine. And he says, I don't ever recall a war impacting a game being developed of this stature. At this juncture, is DLG willing to use the DLG bump to force peace in Ukraine? Will there be a Putin interview anytime soon? (laughs) Uh, I was. I thought we were. Are we not voting for the Russians? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, it's bad. about to get fucking killed. Dude. <laughs> I know. It was like I sucked the energy what, out jelly, of it. Box jellyfish poison dart hits Amelia. I say, go home. <laughs> You're too drunk. Um, yeah, it's bad. Stop it, <laughs> please. Yeah. Stop uh, doing bad things. Um, it is nice seeing. You know, I've been watching the coverage, and I'm sure it's, you know, I'm watching War Now is crazy because everybody has a cell phone and people that are actually there recording shit, and you can see what's going on, you know? Like, uh, I saw a girl. She's, like, hiding in her car. And next scene, she's showing her dead mom and another Ukrainian soldier, and then back to herself. And it's insane. Like, you know, you're seeing it from the front lines. And War... Uh, has never been like this, you know. We've been playing the. Uh, I mean, we've been seeing these these other wars go on, where you know, the, in Afghanistan and stuff, where like you don't know who the good guy is. There's no front lines. It's not your traditional war. Well, propaganda is a lot harder to yeah. maintain and push when you've Absolutely. got a lot of people showing, like you know, their perspective as yeah. it's going on in real time. And yeah. the problem is, is getting that that stuff. Into Russia so that people can see it. But I guess Anonymous uh, hacked Russian TV and put on what I'm talking about straight into their TV. Yep. So they're doing the they're doing some great work over there at Anonymous. <laughs> so they, uh, and a, a couple of other things uh, to 
like I can't talk about work stuff, obviously, but some other things that to take away from this war is that uh, we're seeing a lot of different things in this war um, as far as how information really plays a part in it. So obviously the numbers really show that Ukraine should have lost in the first 12 hours. Like they should have just been completely off, like wiped off the board. But the fact that they've lasted this long is like a, a testament to them and their fighting prowess and, you know, glory be to Ukraine They're and all that stuff. Strong people, dude. Um, you know, and they, they should keep fighting and, and all the power to them. But the fact that, all the information that has been being fed to them and assisting them and, you know, all the troop movement information has been really, really helping them. Um, and, and, and that stuff and that, and that information, even with like old tech, even with old guns, even with old weapon, like missile launchers and all that stuff, it is all effective with just information. Mm. That's making the difference. It's making the, a huge difference. Because everybody's satellites are all aimed at helping Ukraine, and no, everybody shut Russia out and giving them no info. So that exactly. Makes, that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is like I feel like – I don't want to get super political, but like I, I feel like the Russian military, they don't hate Ukrainians. <laughs> it's hard to go over there and like – kill a bunch of people who look just like you and used to be part of your country i don't know how many years ago and like <laughs> and we have no they haven't been fucking with us we're just going over there to fuck with them and the ukrainians are defending their country so one is like motivated by holding their people and culture together and the other one is slightly motivated by one person's motivations and so uh, you see a lot of people just abandoning their posts, leaving their whole convoys just empty, just walking away. I saw some uh, tanks got stuck in the mud. They just left them, walked away. Like uh, there's no motivation for the, the Russians other than, you know, capital punishment or whatever. If they catch everybody, but they're not going to catch them all. Hmm. Yeah. Let's not spend too much time talking about it. It's obviously it doesn't have to do too much about gaming. Um, one thing I do want to bring up about it as far as like how it does pertain to gaming, which is kind of annoying. Um, I, I linked it into the, the, the highlights section, but I, I, I forgot to talk about it where people review bom bombing games due to like political differences from like China and stuff like that. Um, and, and developers review, like they review bombing games because a, a, I forgot what game it was. I think uh, you're refer referring to this war of mine. So they had something set up to uh, where the, some of the proceeds of the money you spend buying the game would go to support Ukraine. Mm. Exactly. That's what it was. And uh, it got reviewed by a bunch of, I mean, it got review bombed by a bunch of uh, Chinese reviewers. And uh, fortunately I, I learned this the other day. Uh, Steam actually has anti-review bomb uh, systems, and yeah. it's actually pretty cool. Um, if they see a huge influx of reviews coming from a certain region or just uh, a huge amount of reviews coming in 
and they're just like really saying the same exact thing or just they're just really suspicious in general um the system will flag those reviews and invalidate them or go to a manual review yeah it'll slow down the process for sure yeah and yeah that'll happen when you know it's been a while where you know you did uh, a company does something that people don't like and then that's not fair to the game right yeah yeah hmm. hmm all right next question from zap <laughs> what's a hobby that you've always wanted to get into but haven't because of time or money zap i'm glad you uh let me have an opportunity to talk about magic the gathering because i never get to uh, the reason I stopped playing, I consider Magic the Gathering the greatest game that's ever been created. Better than whatever, chess or Monopoly or whatever else you might put in there. Um, it's just too expensive. And that's why I like Magic the Gathering Arena. Like, you can play Magic the Gathering Arena for free if you play a lot. Um, but, yeah, so that's my answer. Um, I can play again because it doesn't cost as much when you're playing with um, fake cards. Yeah, but I feel like he's asking what's a hobby that you've wanted to get into. Yeah, it was Magic Gathering for like 15 years, dude, and I just got back into it because mm, okay. because there's a virtual version of it. I've always wanted to play. Yeah, but you did play. But I stopped. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have stopped if right. I could have afforded it. All right. Well, well mine was parasurfing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a real answer? I don't have money or time for parasurfing because it takes a lot to be able to do that. Um, so in Michigan, typically around May on, the, on Lake Michigan, there <coughs> normally is like a lot of different groups that will come and they have these kind of like surfboards and the like parasailing stuff, like a big glider. Mm -hmm. And they set it up and then they go because we do get some really big waves on the Great Lakes because the Great Lakes are so huge that they essentially they look like the ocean in cases of like lake superior it behaves a lot of times like the ocean and so typically around may it's really windy in michigan and on lake michigan you can get some really big waves so there's groups of people that will show up and they'll just go parasurfing the whole time mm. which is sick and so i've talked to so a few fun. it looks fun it looks crazy they get so much air yeah. as well like ah like talk about i remember growing up people would always be like oh you know if you could have a special ability or superpower what would it be and for me it's always fucking flying flying every goddamn mm. day dude flying would be like swimming but like above the water <laughs> love it that's why i love swimming dude because i feel like i'm flying but <laughs> So, Seems like anyway. something you say on second. Let me explain. <laughs> Flying is like swimming, but like above, but the, above water. the water. Whoa! <laughs> I, Rianne asked me the other day. She's like, "If you could have any superpower, what could you have?" And I was like, "Yeah, flying. I would, I would love to fly." And she said, "Oh, mine would be." Uh, healing all the people who are sick and are going to die. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Well, fine, I guess. <laughs> she basically just watched, walked up to you and called you a selfish prick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen here, you asshole. <laughs> I'm, I'm you with you. you I'm with you, buddy. But yeah, parasurfing looks really cool, but it is, it's so expensive. Like I talked to a few people that do it. One, it takes a lot of training. Like you basically, they were telling me that the way that they trained is they got these like sport kites that kind of function the same way. And then they'll wear 
um, rollerblades and go into a parking lot on a really windy day and they have the wind pull them around on rollerblades and they get used to that because you have to train your body and your coordination to be able to actually go with the wind and then on top of it there's a whole surfing element so like you definitely need a ton of time these people train for years to be able to just even lift off and so you know, it takes a lot of work. And then, like I said, it's so expensive. She was telling me that, like, the cheapest, like, glider that you could find, just the, you know, the whatever, the fabric, that's not even, like, the handle, that's not the surfboard, that's not, you know, what they need with all of that stuff. But just the fabric is, like, three grand. Like, it's Jeez. just, it's crazy. It's so it's such an expensive sport. But, but I mean, look so at how sick that is. Are, are you talking about, like, parasailing or parasurfing. Kite, kite, kiteboarding? I guess kiteboarding. I guess kiteboarding. Okay. It's definitely uh, called parasurfing in Michigan, but like, yeah, kiteboarding uh, would be the same thing. There was a little while there in my party days where I was spending um, a lot of time in Cabo San Lucas, and my buddy was um, the Baja California champion three years in a row for kite surfing, or yeah, kite surfing, um, and also like the manager of the hottest club in in. To to talk about the amount of pussy this guy was getting, it was <laughs> insane. He had like abs on his pecs, kind of situation. Oh, damn. You know what I abs mean? on abs on abs. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. He had abs outside of his bag of abs. Yeah, and then you know you just see some of his videos, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'd fuck you too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, Nick. Any uh, hobby you wish you could learn? Uh, as weird as this sounds, I would pursue deep sea fishing. Um, you just don't have enough time to go out at four in the morning and I don't have enough fucking money to have a boat to go in the fucking sea. So, uh, yeah. Then you need would... all the diving equipment and the certifications with it too. Yeah. That's another yeah, good one. Though. Yeah. No, so yeah, it's kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's what I, that's what I do. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is a hard question for me to answer, honestly, because I feel like uh, I always do take up any hobby, anything I have a remote interest in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to learn. I'm going to try to learn that. Yeah. And, uh, it's not like I'm, I get really good at it or anything, but yeah, I, I kind of overextend myself trying to, um, do too many extracurriculars, but I don't know, sailing. That's something I haven't done. Flying a plane. That'd be cool. That's super expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get those hours in and you have to pay for every one of those hours. It's fucking mm -hmm. pricey. All right. Okay. Way, to, way to suck out the energy <laughs> of the show, Zap. No. <laughs> um, what I guess uh, next week I will be playing. I really want to play Warhammer. I really do, Nick. It's not, it's not that I'm. Why are you talking to me like I've made the fucking game, dude? Well, because. <laughs> Because you've been promoting it like you made it for the six months, dude. It That's finally why. came. I feel like I'm at, like, uh, at home. I play the game. It's nice. I, I can't wait for the big game, the big version to come out so I can play it some more. I can't wait for Chaos period. Dwarves to come out so the final race can be revealed. And then I, I will be happy. I will be truly happy in this world. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, besides that, uh, yeah. Just that. Uh, how long is Nextfex going on? Chris, did I miss the boat? I don't know, man. It seems like there's always demos out. Yeah, now. there's always demos. Yeah. There's just like an influx during Nextfex. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I don't think they have I, I think just like a lot of new ones come out during Next Fest. I don't know if they actually go uh, away. Ends tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? No, I'm busy. Uh, uh, cram all your demos in today. Days of everything on. Obviously, you're going to be playing Wanderer. Uh, yep, I'm gonna be burning more holes into my eyes, dude. With VR, <laughs> man, plug me in. <laughs> how long do you have to wait before your eyes Plugged reset in. so you can play some more? It depends how much I care about them that day, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've played VR for probably like three and a half hours today, and I think it's too much. My eyes hurt. Yeah, like and they're they not hurt get now. Better. They hurt now. Yeah, yeah, they hurt all the time. Dude, like, by the way, hurt. her eyes hurt. And still rave review for the product. Can't, yeah, think, think about that. Dude. I'm just pissed. Think my body that. can't fucking keep up with what I want my mind to do. I yeah. want my mind to I not be in this reality. Myself to yeah. VR. <laughs> yeah. This weak flesh cannot keep up. Give me the VR fucking pill, Morpheus. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in the simulation. <laughs> oh boy, I'm getting out of that, guys. I got to get out of here. Bobby, okay. what are you playing next week? Uh, this means warp probably going to check out the demo, maybe pick it up. I don't know. We'll see. Also, I'm getting my new MacBook pro in on nice. Tuesday, I think. And I don't know. I might just try some gaming out on that. If I have some time, did you go with a, just a brand new one straight up? Yeah. It's the M one X. It's the new one that came out in October. Um, nice. yeah, so should be able, I mean, it's not a gaming laptop, but it's going to be way better than my seven year old MacBook pro. Are you going to be able to switch for your editing between that and, like, your PC or whatever you were trying mm-hmm. to set up? Yeah, yeah. I got nice. the KVM so- set up. It's not really that elegant of a solution. It's a lot of button pushing on the on-screen display for the the monitor, but it works. All right. All right. Uh, speaking for Nick, Chris, Amanda, uh, Bobby, and myself, next <laughs> titties. Bye. Boom, boom, boom. I gotta go, guys. Demo titties. I gotta go to you guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Wow. Later, man. Everyone's gone before the theme music even. Wow.